Hi, welcome to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Parks. And joining me today is Erica Zill, a core exercise specialist and founder of Athletica, the core rehab program and Knocked Up Fitness prenatal membership. In addition, she's the host of the Core Connections Podcast. Now today we're focusing on the holistic approach to healing through movement, wellness, intuition, and breath work, how your core can affect your success, and how to stop leaking pee when you giggle. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Erica. Thank you so much, Brittany. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Yes, it's so good to have you here. We've never discussed these topics before on the show because they're so private. We've spoken about really private topics, but I think it's really interesting because we don't know what we don't know. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. So many of us are suffering from lower back pain and poor posture and that dreaded midsection pooch. We're fighting that whole thing. And a weakened core could be the cause. Now, Erica, we've heard it all and we've tried it all from waist trainers to sitting on giant balls when we work. So Erica, you are here today to give us the million dollar answer (laughs) to strengthening (laughs) our core, or at least the steps to help get us started. Help us out. What can we do? So start with posture, because I feel like that is something that we can be paying attention to all day long, right? Whether we're doing our workouts, whether we're carrying a baby or we're sitting at our desk out for a walk, like whatever it is, our posture, we should be paying at least a little bit of awareness to it throughout our day, right? Entrepreneurs, we are at our computer probably more than we would like to be. (laughs) I know I am. Yes. (laughs) And some tricks can be varying up your day, right? Sitting at a desk all day. Like I encourage getting a standing desk or you can make your own. Like before I got my standing desk, I literally just got like plastic tubs that had stuff stored in them and I stacked them and got a couple books. So it was like my ideal height when I was doing video calls or something where I just like, it didn't really need to be sitting down deep in a project or whatever. I would stand. I'm also not a fan of standing all day either because our body like will find a way to cheat, but just changing up where you're sitting, standing throughout your day. And I know you mentioned like sitting on an exercise ball. I usually have people ask, well, can that help my posture? It can, if you're aware of how you're sitting on the ball. Otherwise, again, we can tend to cheat. So (laughs) we have to just start having this awareness of how we're holding our body. And one key thing, especially when we're sitting at our desk all day long is I don't like chairs with backs because before you know it, you're leaning against the chair, you're rounding your spine and that puts pressure on your pelvic floor, which can contribute to pain your pants when you laugh and <laughs> other activities. It can cause back pain. It can cause neck pain. So I encourage people to sit on something like a flat bench or a mm. flat chair. If you want to put a little cushion on it, fine, but nothing too excessive because you want to be able to activate your core a little bit and grow tall through the top of your head. So we're actually working our muscles and our fascial system a little bit, just holding our body. So almost think of it as an exercise throughout your day. And before you you'll feel stronger, you'll feel tall, you'll feel more energized, which ultimately that's what's going to help us to be more productive. And it's, it can help you get out of pain. And right. We all know we're much more productive when we don't have pain. We have more energy and we feel stronger, right? (laughs) Oh yes. Without a doubt. Okay. So let's do this. Let's walk through this whole thing right now. So we're here and I am sitting 
on a stool. Okay. So I've okay. moved away because I have the standing desk and I switch up and I do different things, but to tell you the truth, there's not enough positions in the world. So I'm here now and anybody else who's listening, who is available to do this now without crashing a car or anything, I'm asking you to put, get on pause and go get a bench. And we are going to do this with Erica. So how do, how should we sit to activate our core? How, what's our best way? Should we hold in? What should we do? Okay. So I will say for people who are driving, you can do this while you're driving as long as your attention is on your first and foremost, but we also can be doing this stuff when we're sitting in our car as well. So one first thing to be aware of is I like to teach people to just do a little like rock your pelvis forward and back. So you are going from like the front of the pelvis, the pubic bone area and rock back to your tailbone. So you feel just, Oh, pelvis is moving. And then you can go like side to side and start to be, bring awareness to what's called your sits bones, like that bony part of your bum. And even if you feel like they're not there, I promise you they are. (laughs) So we can just start to feel, and you can even do some circles with your pelvis, which one can just feel really good for you to do that periodically. But I like to cue those points because those are like the edges of our pelvic floor, which is really important for optimal core function. So then what we want to do is we want to end up in a position where we feel like we're really sitting tall. So as women, we should have a nice little curve in our low back, but not so excessive that we feel like we have pain or anything in our back. We just want a nice neutral spine, maybe a little extra arch in our low back. And then we want to just think about lightly zipping up our core, our low belly, and then just growing tall through the top of your head. So if you like the simplest way is okay. You've got a string connected to the base of your pelvis and it's zipping and growing you tall all the way up through the top of your head. You'll feel a little bit taller. You, you should feel your mid back kind of kick on a little bit. Your shoulders will just relax. You'll feel, you may feel like you're sticking your chest out a little bit, especially any of you who have a little bit larger chest, because I I find with clients over the years that are a little bit bigger busted, they tend to round and want to hide their chest. I'm going to tell you ladies, flaunt it if you've got it. (laughs) Really just feel like not excessively sticking your chest out, but for any, if any of you tend to really be rounded forward, you're going to feel as though you're sticking out your chest. It's not going to necessarily look like it. You're actually going to look more confident because you are really going to be exuding that confidence because now you're going to be sitting tall. And then we take that same concept when we're standing. So does Brittany, does that kind of give you some cues? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Yes. So help me out here because when you first started explaining the first part, I started, it was like, I was doing a sitting twerk. (laughs) (laughs) Like a little pelvic tilt is what I would call it. Or little pelvic circles. Okay. Okay. All right. So, cause I'm like, okay, the first part of it, I'm like, am I twerking? Because I'm kind of like... (laughs) No, it's okay. just like rolling around. I like to do that. And you can, I can do that. I have people yeah. who are like, oh my gosh, I feel so good just to like rock on my pelvis yes. and move. And so I like that just to find your like spatial awareness. This is my pelvis. And, and then when you're, when you stop, okay, where should my pelvis be? And honestly, when we're in the right position, we'll be able to feel the pelvic floor, that deep core sensation a little bit more, maybe not right away in the beginning. Cause it's a whole, it can sometimes be a whole new awareness piece for women, but just again, just the awareness piece is really our first big step 
to improving how our body feels. I'm actually really feeling like some, I'm feeling something like some release in my lower back. It's like that tension releasing from just probably sitting, I'll stand, then I'll sit, then I'll stand. I'm like, okay, where else can, what else can I do? Yeah. So yeah, this is actually really helpful. So guys, if you are not doing this, definitely come back later. If you can't do this now, come back later and play it again and really listen to what Erica is saying, because I am feeling a difference. And this is no joke, guys. I'm serious. I really am feeling a difference. And so Erica, so after, how long should we do that? How long should we go through this process? Like you mean just like sitting up straight or like the little pelvic <laughs> movement? Yes. Our little, <laughs> our, our little pelvic movement. How long should we do that? Oh, you could just do just a handful back and forth and a couple circles one way, a couple circles the other way, just a couple of them. It doesn't, it's just really, again, for awareness. And if it feels really good for you, I'm a big fan of telling, getting people to get up out of their chair, do a move or two that feels good for you. If you are sitting in your chair a lot, like just periodically, like do some little pelvic movements. It'll help remind you. It'll kind of also bring more awareness to your body because as we get into projects and into our computer, before you know it, we start to slouch and maybe get tense and holding our breath. So then when we can come bring our awareness back into our body, we're like, oh yeah, like I could do a little just movement in my chair and I can sit a little taller. I can breathe a little bit deeper. And when we breathe deeper, we improve our oxygen oxygenation, right. In our body, which does two things, improves our increases, our metabolism, and it's also going to wake up our brain. So if you're just tiredness during the day, how we hold our body, how we breathe, all of that can have on our energy as well. So it's really interesting, right? How it's also intertwined together. (laughs) And you're like, wait, posture. I never thought posture was that big of a deal but it really is. Exactly. And especially like when you're mentioning it can help increase our metabolism. I'm like breathing, like no one's teasing. Exactly. <laughs> I'm teasing about that, but we are definitely going to get into the breath. But first, before we dive into our breath and the proper breathing that we should do, I'd like to talk about some of those other things because we're getting older and we have kids and we may gain weight or we lift heavy stuff and our pelvic muscles suffer. And we may be rushing to the bathroom to find out something has beat us there. So what can we do to help strengthen our pelvic muscles so we don't experience that little leakage when we're giggling or when we sneeze or something like that? Posture is a big one, right? Okay. Because if, if we are not holding our body with good posture, decent, it's not about perfect posture. It's about improving our posture that can be putting pressure on our pelvic floor and contributing to pelvic floor dysfunction, the peeing of your pants. And so I will tell you as entrepreneurs, right? I know some days right at home, you're like, I just really want to sit and the weather's getting colder. Now we just want to go sit on the couch or stay in bed and just work on our computer there. A little bit of that maybe can be okay. But the problem I see with that is that We're really doing that tucked pelvis and it can put a lot of pressure on our pelvic floor, especially if we're sitting in those types of positions too often. And so that leads me into the conversation of from an exercise perspective too, or when we're standing, we want to avoid tucking our butt tucking, right? How many times, Brittany, have you been told in a workout class or done a workout video and it's okay, tuck your bums harder, right? And oh my gosh, that's one of the first things I teach my um, clients and students about is to 
stop gripping our glutes and stop tucking our pelvis because that's contributing to pelvic floor dysfunction because Mm. it shuts off your pelvic floor muscles flat out. It does and or contributes to tightness. So just because you have some leakage down there doesn't mean you actually have too weak of a pelvic floor. You could have too tight of a pelvic floor. You could have imbalanced pelvic floor function because we have to understand that our pelvic floor doesn't just work on its own. It does to a point, but for optimal pelvic floor function, we have to look at the whole body because if we're really tight in our hips and our glutes, our inner thighs, things like that in our obliques, that can actually contribute to our pelvic floor being too tight. And then when I teach women how to activate their pelvic floor, a lot of times we're taught to do them as Kegels or kegels, however you mm-hmm. want to say it. And I don't love that because I feel it can lead to an imbalance, strengthen uh, or pelvic floor, because it tends to focus more on just the front, maybe to the, a little bit of the middle of the pelvic floor, but we miss the entire back of the pelvic floor. And then what happens, and ladies, I'll tell you right, right now, if you go to do a kegel, like you can all try it right now, I you clench your glutes. Are you clenching your glutes, ladies? So, Brittany, do you feel yes, that? Yes, yeah. Clench, uh-huh. You go to do what you think is a kegel uh-huh. and you clench your glutes, you're actually not activating your pelvic floor. So it's like a twofold. We want to learn how to activate our pelvic floor independently of our glutes because it's actually our body's way of cheating and it just doesn't work well. So that's one of the first things I get all my students to do is we got to let go of the glutes. And we want strong glutes, don't get me wrong, but we have to have the right type of strong glutes, if that makes sense. So untucking that pelvis is huge, ladies. And another cue that I always am correcting is the belly to spine. I know everyone wants that like smaller belly, all that. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we're taught in fitness and I'll suck your belly in, draw your belly to your spine, keep those abs tight. And what I find is that has actually led to a lot of pelvic floor dysfunction for women. It also has led to a lot of back pain. Because think about it. Try it, Brittany, for a second. Draw your belly to your spine and okay. now try to take a nice deep breath into your body. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. You're restricted. And then yes. you're like bracing. Very restricted. Yeah. You're bracing and you're holding. And especially if we've been in this uh, mindset of doing a lot of crunches, that belly to spine, you're like really draw it in and just force, force. That can cause a lot of back pain for people. Because instead, what we need to start thinking of is we want to start lengthening, just like we started talking about with posture. This is why posture is so important because you're actually strengthening your core without necessarily thinking about it. Mm. (laughs) Because we want to start thinking about lengthening and zipping up through our core. And it starts with the pelvic floor. I like to think about the pelvic floor as a diamond shape. Remember those four points I talked about when you were rocking around your pelvis from pubic bone to tailbone and then sits bone to sits bone, like it makes like a diamond shape, right? Right. And diamonds are a girl's best friend. So yes. pelvis, So thinking of your pelvic floor as this diamond shape at the base of your core. So for optimal function, we want to lightly think about drawing those four points together and then zipping up through our core and then lower belly and all the way through the top of the head, not just stopping at the pelvic floor. When we just stop at the pelvic floor, we're not getting optimal function. And so this is why this ties in with posture. This is why it's so important for how we're holding our body. And it it all really just ties in together because I always am teaching everyone how everything in our body is connected. We can't just say, oh, let's go fix our pelvic floor and just address our pelvic floor. We have to address the entire body. 
Yes, that's why it's so important that we dig deeper into this holistic approach of our breath and more than just our intuition. We've done a show in the past about intuition and that actually was a very high ranking show. And I really like to dig in deeper and find more about how we can approach ourselves and our lifestyle and healing ourselves through having better breathing and intuition and just better wellness. So what can we do there? So I love this conversation. We could literally talk for hours about intuition. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is interesting, Um, right? It's so, yeah, it's so fun. And I love it. And I love helping women be more intuitive with themselves. So let's talk about breath first, because I feel like breath is so important with helping us to be more intuitive with ourselves. because Mm -hmm. I look at intuition as really coming from our body. Mm -hmm. Now it can feel different to everybody, but I would say that's the consensus that I get. Like we have the mind, the brain, the logical brain, which can drive us and is very important. But I also know as entrepreneurs, many times we're making decisions or not many times, all the time we are making lots of decisions. And sometimes we, we need to use obviously the logical brain. Does this make sense? Does that make sense? But how many times in your business, Brittany, right, have you made a decision not that actually may have gone against your logical brain, but just intuitively you were like, no, I need to do this. Right. Yes. And I know for me, those have always been my best decisions. Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to whether it's business or whether it's health or whatever it is, I really like teaching women how to breathe better because that helps open up like so much potential inside of our body or decision-making again, no matter what it is. So when we're breathing, right. I, and when I first teach or have women bring, be aware of their breath, I hear from so many women, Erica, I can't breathe past my chest. Okay. If that's you, that's okay. Like one of the first things we have to do with breath is recognize that where we are is exactly where we're supposed to be. And just the awareness that, okay, this is where I, my ability to breathe is today and know that it will get better with practice. Just like anything, we have to practice. From there, we just wanna think, and I also like to add a visualization too, of visualizing yourself breathing deeper into your body. One of the cues I like to use is like breathing out to the sides of your ribs so we can feel our ribs expanding wider and then breathing down into your low back. And I'll admit this was really hard for a lot of people, but it is possible to get there. And then breathing all the way down into your belly and even down into your pelvis. And so just like you're just walking through that. So not only are you physically encouraging, not forcing, encouraging your breath to go deeper into your body, you're also visualizing because we know when we visualize things, it happens quicker. There's studies out there that show that it's really exciting stuff. So it's not just the physical, it's also like just that the visualization we create for ourselves. And so when we start to breathe deeper, we start to like relax a little bit more. We start to pull ourselves out of that fight or flight more easily. So then we are more grounded. We are more centered and we are able to, sometimes it's about releasing junk that we feel. And it could just be as simple as, Hey, I'm feeling this crappy, like anxiety feeling around my chest. And you know what? I'm going to breathe it out of my body and we're going to visualize it leaving. And I'm going to breathe in So again, replace it with whatever you want, but like healing energy or just really energetic breath can be super simple. So as we start to do more of that, like that can really help you to be more intuitive with yourself 
because we're really starting to wake up more sensation within our body, if that makes some sense. And so when it comes to the intuition, really it's, it so much is about us slowing down, calming our mind and that monkey mind chatter that Mm -hmm. so many of us have. And especially if you're a creative idea person, which most all of us are. (laughs) (laughs) Like we have a thousand ideas that when we actually can start to be more centered with ourself, we really start listening. And I even tell my students, I'm like, you know what? Like you have a conversation with your body. Sometimes it's so simple as, Hey body, what do you need today? you don't have to say it out loud. You don't have, you can do this all internally, but so many times we're like telling our body what it needs, but I actually believe there's a two-way communication. And we know this in the world of Joe Dispenza. Okay. So you may be familiar with, and he talks a lot about how our hearts and the feelings we create within our body can positively affect our brain and the other way around, right? It's the whole mind body connection, or is it actually the body mind connection? (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And We're going so, deep here. <laughs> yeah. So it's just this awareness piece of, Hey, wow, maybe my body is telling me something and it could be a pain. It could be dealing with some incontinence. It could be just lack of energy. And so many times we're just like, Oh, this is what I need. Logically. This is what I need logically. But if we actually flip it the other way around, it's really quite interesting. And this is where Many times you just have to be like open to be like, Hey, if I want to try something new today and my body's it's craving, like it needs some more vegetables or it needs some more hydration, or maybe a little more rest, right? Maybe I'm pushing myself too hard and setting these crazy expectations when you know what, like it's going to get done. It may not get done as fast as I want it to get done. Do you know what I mean? Is that kind of all making sense? Yes, it totally (laughs) makes sense. And guys, I'm really enjoying doing my little exercises here and going through my deep breaths. And I hope that you are as well, because what Erica is giving to us is actually allowing us to free ourselves and break up that monotony that's in our day. And this is like, whenever I've said in the past, take those breaks, this is an opportunity to take a break and do some of these exercises. So Erica, you are doing so much. You are a business owner with multiple businesses and you have three children and you're super busy. How are you productive? What are your productivity secrets? Number one is boundaries, which to be honest, it took me probably way too long to create really good boundaries. That's a big one, especially with kids, right? I'm mm-hmm. at, my kids are the age where they're all in activities and going all different directions and I'm taxi mom driving them everywhere. <laughs> it, it really comes down to prioritizing what's important. Yes. And so if it's for me, nutrition is important, keeping my movement in my life. And even when I'm super busy and I'm like, what if I don't give my time myself that time to go move or get outside and get fresh air, like I just, I'm not as productive. And so many times we think we have to work more and it's no, it's not actually working more. It's actually being just being more productive. And what are the things in your life? This is where we go back to what's your body telling you. There's some days where I'm like, I want to do a kick butt workout, but I'm like, for whatever reason, I didn't sleep well, or I'm starting to deal with some hormonal stuff. So, no, today's not the day for a hard workout. I'm going to go do my core rehab style workouts. So I'm just going to go enjoy a nice walk outside because so many times again, logically we think, Oh, we have to do this to burn the calories or do this or do that. And I got out of that a long time ago. And so it really comes down to boundaries, prioritizing, just you know, chipping off your list. Cause we always have a to-do list a mile long Yes, <laughs> as an entrepreneur and a mom and all that. So it's like, what are those top two or three things that you have to get done today? 
or you really want to get done today. And like, then I notice and I write it down in my planner um, and I focus on it. Or sometimes what I'll do is I'll look at my week and be like, okay, these are my top things this week. When do I want to get them in? And I space them out in my week. And then I have all the little things that I weave in. And then I just have my longer, quicker to do's and work them in as I have more time. But those are my top tips, honestly. And then honestly, just being nicer to yourself when you're not getting things done. Like I just, I don't put in as many hours as I used to, because I just don't have the hours to put in because for me, sleep is important. After I went through some health stuff in 2018, it was like, that was my swift kick in the butt that I needed to be like, you have to prioritize your sleep. Cause I used to be the total classic night owl from the time my kids were little. My first was born. Like I would work, I'd put it to bed and I'd go work till midnight, one, 2 Mm AM then Mm -hmm. get up and go train clients in the morning. And let me tell you, this is not smart. Don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) I learned the hard way. That's how most of us do, but I just have decided like my priorities are my health, my my family and my health come before my business, because without that, how can I have a sustainable business and how can I run the type of business that I want, especially because I am in the health industry. Exactly. Exactly. You know what? I think it's so good that we can have this candid conversation because there's so many other people that's out there that's listening, that's saying, you know what? I'd really like an extra bit of information. I want to go in even deeper with Erica and you're like, what? Yeah. So (laughs) this is what I'm calling the mentoring moments. So this is where we go even deeper and we get more in your business. And I'm just going to ask you a thought provoking question. And basically you've already somewhat touched on it, but what advice would you have given yourself five years ago? Oh, Honestly, what, what just intuitively came up for me was don't take myself so serious, which is just really that giving yourself some more grace and it doesn't have to be perfect and things like that. Yes. Yes. Without a doubt, Erica, you're talking to a recovering perfectionist (laughs) and believe me, I would, I, that's definitely one of the things that I would say to myself, are you serious? You are human. Allow yourself to be human. Erica, you have done it. We will have all of your information in the show notes. However, Everyone is going to want to know how to get in touch with you right now. So what is the best way to reach out? I mean, the best way you can find everything on my website, ericazeal.com. My last name is spelled Z-I-E-L or on Instagram. I always invite people just like, if you have questions for me, send me a message on Instagram. That's the easiest way, <laughs> unless it's shut down, of course, which is also, which you can always email me, but Instagram's ends for any of our anyone out there who's pregnant. I also have my knocked up fitness brands. You can find everything there on the website and Instagram as well. So much good information about healing your body holistically, really. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much, Brittany. This has been so great to chat with you.